Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly news wrap podcast with input from our sources. In new research released this week, Proofpoint researchers revealed that starting in March, several threat groups were observed delivering a new sophisticated malware loader that they called Bumblebee. Researchers said that Bumblebee could represent a notable shift in the cybercriminal threat landscape. Sherrod DeGrippo, Vice President of Threat Research and Detection with Proofpoint, talks about Bumblebee and some of the delivery methods that threat actors are using to deploy this new loader. Proofpoint has been tracking a new malware loader that we're calling Bumblebee Loader. And what's interesting about it is that it seems to have essentially replaced Baza Loader um, and a lot of Iced ID. We're seeing many threat actors who were previously using Baza Loader have transitioned now to Bumblebee. And in fact, Something I find pretty interesting about this is that we haven't really seen a significant Basel loader campaign uh, since February of this year. And Basel loader used to really be one of the heavy hitters on the landscape. We're seeing almost a complete replacement there uh, with Bumblebee from many threat actors. So some of the things that are interesting about this campaign that I really find interesting is, first of all, it's using thread hijacking. Thread hijacking is something that we've seen in the past quite a lot, but we don't really see it as much as you'd think. And essentially what that is in this case is automatic capability of going into um, a victim's email box and they start replying to emails that are in the inbox, essentially with emails that say, oh, click here, check this out. And what that does, unfortunately, is it makes it a lot more likely that people will click on those attachments and URLs because they appear to come from someone that they know, but in fact, it's just a function of uh, of that bot that's able to spam out lots of malware. Another thing that I think is pretty interesting about this one is that we're seeing this leverage not exclusively from an email start, but we're actually seeing the threat actors go to web pages and submit contact forms that contain the link to the malware for each different stage of the malware. Meaning they're going to uh, contact forms, they're automatically filling them out, and they put it under the idea that it's a complaint about stolen images or a copyright problem on that web page, And they're submitting these with the links included in them, thus leveraging the email capability on a website contact form to send these out to their various victims. Researchers say that Bumblebee is in active development and includes several complex detection evasion techniques. Also this week, researchers with Forescout gave an in-depth look into the Black Cat ransomware, also known as Alfie, after an incident where attackers exploited a known SQL injection flaw in an unpatched sonic wall device in order to deploy the ransomware. From there, attackers were able to access VMware ESXi servers to run the ransomware payload and encrypt the file system. Upon analyzing this incident, researchers found several interesting tactics that Black Cat was relying on. Daniel Dos Santos, head of research with Forescout, shed some light on these techniques. So on top of these uh, known things, let's say known um 
facts about LV, we were able to uh, find uh, some interesting things. So we found um, a new way to extract the config file that is embedded in the malware payload. Uh, and this config file, as I mentioned, is generated for each victim. And it has information such as uh, credentials that were harvested in the in the victim, um, uh, virtual machines that they want or don't want to, to encrypt or to destroy, and things like that, which gives um, forensic analysts and incident responders uh, a bit of an insight into what is going on during the intrusion. And we describe that in our uh, report that we published, how to extract this config file. The second point that is new is that we have a very detailed analysis of the encryption behavior of the ransomware. And we actually describe a communication protocol that was not previously reported that's used by the threat actor to uh, distribute the encryption that's done by the ransomware between multiple instances of the of the running malware. So that means that the, the threat actor can um, launch several instances of the same uh, ransomware in the same uh, victim, and they will distribute the encryption between them, uh, making the process more efficient and also um, um, uh, using privileges that may be different from uh, in, in the different instances, right? So it may be that one instance is, is launched with higher privileges than another one and can encrypt some files that another instance cannot encrypt. So basically they are able to communicate, these instances are able to communicate between them and uh, encrypt the file system uh, more efficiently this way. And the last, and, and, and from my point of view, one of the most interesting um, uh, points of this research is that we found an error handling bug in the malware uh, that basically allows to stop the encryption before it, it happens. So uh, uh, stop the malware execution before the encryption happens in Linux um, targets. Not uh, in every ESXi target, unfortunately, but in other Linux targets that are ru not running ES ESXi. And why that is, is because the malware is programmed uh, to check if it is running on an ESXi environment and basically to interact with a tool called ESX CLI that allows to control the the the, the ESX uh, virtual machines, and it's it if an, a defender places a binary uh, with the same name but with a different function, a bugged function, um, on the same location that the malware is expecting the binary to be, then basically the malware will try to communicate with the binary and will kind of hang uh, forever. So that means that you, you are able to actually stop the, the encryption before uh, it happens on a Linux target. So those are the three uh, points that, we, that we've really detailed in the report. And I think that, as I mentioned, the last one is the most interesting. Since it first appeared in November, Black Cat has become increasingly active, with the FBI in an alert last week saying the ransomware has compromised at least 60 entities globally as of March. Dos Santos said that the ransomware is sophisticated and complex, as demonstrated by this most recent incident. ALF-V, or, or Black Hat, is, is very well known in the community nowadays for being a, a very sophisticated piece of ransomware, probably the most sophisticated um, out there currently, because it's written in, in a... In a programming language that's uh, that's called Rust, that's a little bit different than C, and it means that they actually put in the effort to write a ransomware uh, kind of from scratch. They use a binary payload that is created for each specific target and not just uh, a generic payload for each victim, which means that um, detection and analysis is, is a little bit harder. And they support both Windows and, and Linux variants. And in this case, we actually analyzed the Linux variant that was running on the ESXi servers. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Source Code Podcast.